We're not doing the Christmas episode yet. I have Jingle Bells queued up for that, and I was so excited to use them. But that's a spoiler for next episode, maybe? Who knows? I, I don't know how, when these go up or how they go up. Yeah, no. Uh, it's a I call mean, forward. Yeah. Anyhow, welcome to Let's Place, not the Christmas episode. Ignore those those Jingle Bells jingling. Uh, I'm still Luke, hosting this show. We're up to episode 22. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Why? Yeah. That's well listen, asking why is like the main thing you cannot do on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty uh, impressed. This is like day 5 of recording. Uh it's taken longer than that, but yeah, it slowed down after the initial sprint. <laughs> but um I am joined with two brand new guests. I have got Dinah. Hi. And I've got David. Hello. Not, not the Dave that you heard on the episode right before this. No, I, I uh, often I got called Dave a lot uh, yeah. early on when I was online, and I always uh-huh. you know told people no, 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 David, because no <laughs> one is called David apparently. Huh. <coughs> so it's okay. not Dave; it's David. Yeah, I'll mark this down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is the only show that dares to objectively and scientifically compare every video game ever produced. Uh, so far, we have created a ranked list of 105 video games, and today we are adding five more to that list. We are ranking Vitamin X, We Are the Supermint Boys, Sudden Strike Resource War, Dino Stalker, the Damn Buster, and the listener-submitted game, Deadly Premonition. So, starting up at the top here with Vitamin X, we are the Super Supermint Boys. I have never heard of this before. Uh, my <laughs> guess amazing. is it never came out in America. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, Yuri Minami is a young teacher working at Seite Gakuin, a campus... I think Gakuin is like high school, right? I don't know. I think it is. A campus containing all levels of school until university. Well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> you will start at the school and you will die at the school. Well, no, just I mean... That's a high school, right? And the rest of the sentence answered my question. Uh, Yuri is still new to the middle school when she receives a surprising promotion to the high school. Wait, However, is she the supplement boys? <laughs> Is she, uh, like, all of them? <laughs> that would be an interesting game. Just, like, ten boys that fuse into a high school girl. No, no, she defuses into them. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is the er-supplement <laughs> boy. Or, yeah, sorry, yeah. supermint boy. Yeah, is she I, also I a secret assassin? No, oh, she might well, be. Yeah, her name's Yuri. <laughs> yeah. Remember, uh, the reasons behind the move become clear when she finds that she is assigned as homeroom teacher to the infamous Class X. Oh, she's a... She's a teacher, I guess, that was a middle school teacher, and she got a promotion to be a high school teacher. Because that's how that works. High school teachers are, like, better teachers than middle school ones. Maybe that's how it works in Japan. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, A particular group of students known as the B6, or Baka 6, give the class its bad reputation. Tsubasa Makase? 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 This is why Dustin needs to be around and not have a stomach (laughs) virus. So he can tell me how to pronounce Japanese words. 
Uh, the spoiled son of an English model and a Japanese businessman is fluent in English but struggles with Japanese. Hajime Kasunagi, a former soccer player known for his volatile temper and bad memory. Goro Fuumanji, a short boy who dresses as a girl and values art at the expense Wait, did you say a shirt that. boy? No, short boy. <laughs> it sounded like you said shirt boy. I might have said shirt boy, but I definitely meant <laughs> shirt I'm a boy. shirt boy. A boy who dresses I'm as a girl is boy. a shirt boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Shun Nanase, the bass player of a rock band who would rather spend his time working and making money than going to school. That's Azuki Matarame, a quiet and remarkably lazy student who spends most of his time sleeping. And Kiyoharu Sendao, an excellent basketball player who finds joy in tormenting his superiors with pranks. The majority of the B6 have been held back or are facing expulsion. It's now up to Yuri to turn around their academic performance and lead them to graduation. Vitamin X is an Otome visual novel in which the player, as Yuri, must choose a student and improve their academics while pursuing a relationship. Wait, what? I, I hope they don't mean romantic relationship. I or do, if they too. do, not um, with the students. Keep reading. Each character has two endings, which are determined based on how many love or study points the player has accumulated over the course of the school year. God damn it. Throughout <laughs> each route, the boys have lines that are inaccurate or completely false. When the player spots such a line, they have two options. Letting it slide earns the player love points, while correcting the mistake earns study points. A correct number of both love and study points must be collected in order to achieve the perfect end, in which the student typically graduates high school to go on to college of their dreams and begins a relationship with Yuri. This sounds God. illegal. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so yeah, your options are be a good teacher... Or uh, eschew your duties and uh, go down on some high school boys. Well, now it, do- it doesn't say like you you consummate the relationship, so you might wait till they're in college, which I they're don't... no longer your responsibility. I don't think so that then you helps can fuck much. them just you know with no consequence. That doesn't make me feel any better about it. Actually, <laughs> this still sounds like a vice story, like something you see online. Yeah, I am... Japanese high school teacher has a relationship with... Yeah, right, right. I mean, I... Yeah. I I, I didn't mean to, like, parse that as good. It just... Right, no, no, I know you weren't. I I, I guess, strictly speaking, it is less bad. Less Uh, bad is almost good. (laughs) So, Dinah, how do you think uh, Vitamin X, We Are Super Supplement Boys... Compares to Z-Wolf, which is a 3D scrolling shooter for... Some weird computer system. I don't remember what it was for. Uh, notably, its logo looks pretty much identical to the one from The Witcher. That's that sounds the most interesting kind of amazing. About it. And yeah. doesn't involve statutory rape, I hope. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't. As far as I know, it does not. So, I'm going to say uh, the, the Super Mint Boys is <laughs> probably worse. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, be worried there for a second. Alright, yeah. Uh, that's Holy better. shit, it does look exactly like the Witcher logo. Right? Yeah, we found an article on some like retro game site talking about how Atari, who published uh, the first Witcher game in America, mm-hmm. uh, just couldn't get past the past and was ripping off old logos instead of doing new things. <laughs> I'm really sure they were very... Very big fans of this Binary Asylum game. Right, exactly. Who doesn't love Binary Asylum? Makers of such <laughs> games as 
Zool 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, how are you voting? Well, Seawolf is an Amiga game, and I always loved the Amiga, and I don't like statutory rape, so I'm going with Seawolf. <laughs> yeah, uh... It, 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 We're taking you know, a hard stance on this. Yeah, you statutory know, rape is bad. It's surprising. I wouldn't. You, you wouldn't think it, but it turns out that rape is a real negative point in these games' favors. All like, <laughs> there's not a single high-ranking game that features rape as a core <laughs> gameplay element yet. I will say, I'm ranking the Amiga as equally positive as rape is negative. <laughs> okay, that's a weird metric to use, but I'll allow it. Uh, in that case, David, how does uh, Vitamin X compare to Warlords 1990, which was a computer strategy game set in like a fantasy setting? You had dwarves and horse lords and wizards and other sorts of things. Um, honestly, that also sounds better than Vitamin X, the super yeah. supplement boys. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that, Dinah. That he raises a very good point. There's yeah. probably little to no rape in that game. Right. Much like Custer's Revenge before it, it's real hard when you can at least say the other game doesn't have rape in it to ever vote for the other game. Yeah, I think we could just like bypass quite a few rights yeah. to this. It's I mean, it's just... it's going down quick. Uh, but Dinah, how does it compare to Escape on a mid '80s hentai game? Oh shit! Now this yeah. this is the real struggle. Now, I will admit, I do believe all of the characters in Scapon are of age. Except one of them is a robot cube with an old man's head attached to it. Like, sitting on top of it? Yeah, like a... Imagine, like, a five-foot by five-foot gray cube with, like, hoses and pipes coming out of it. And then there's, like, a scientist's head attached to it. Can you... Can you fuck that cube? Not to my knowledge. Oh, uh, okay. Then, um... That's, that's a hard point against it. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Oh man, this is. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now. It's right. a visual novel, right? Uh, yes. All right. If this is the one, I think it is. Yep. It, okay, that's the scientist inside the cube. Yep. Yep. This looks kind of like garbage. Yeah, it sure does. Like this looks like it's a DOS game, maybe. Uh, I, it's something like if it's not DOS, it was something like contemporary with DOS. Uh. I'm not seeing a platform on this. Um, yeah, I don't recall off the top of my head what platform it was for. I'm gonna say Scape On's probably better than it still. Yeah. Because it's, you s- it's good clean porn. <laughs> like, this clearly has some kind of weird slug monster attacking a woman in an armor bikini. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. And that sounds pretty gross. Mm-hmm. But, it's probably still not statutory rape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this, this literally looks like it went, like, they drew it in, like, MS Paint. And yes, then it does. put it through, like, a uh, JPEG. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. David, David, how are you voting? Well, Scapon seems more innocently horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. While uh, Vitamin X is more deliberately horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I still haven't found out what the hell supplement means. I, I, Dinah kind of made me realize it might just be a mistranslation of supplement. But what are they supplementing? I don't know. Are they supplementing real boys? Well, are they robots and that makes it okay? (laughs) Are they actually really supple boys? 
Well, because it's, it's vitamin X, right? So maybe that's the supplement. Why are they vitamin X? Like, they're uh, class X? So I understand the X part. Right. Are you giving them vitamins? Are you pushing roids onto these boys? You're just... Not only are you shaping their young minds, you're also shaping their bodies to suit your personal tastes. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) I'm pretty sure vitamin X is actually uh, slang for drugs. Is it? That's great. (laughs) Hi, we're the drug boys. We do drugs. And rape. No, no, they get raped. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm still uh, loading. You come in as Yuri, their pusher yeah. slash ninja assassin. Yeah. So you kill whatever one you don't like. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with you. I think Scapon also takes it. So now we're all the way down to 99. David, how does this game compare to you? Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote, a Sega Game Gear platformer based on the beloved Looney Tunes franchise. Oh God. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Okay, this is tough. It, is it? <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. Because the Roadrunner... I mean, Wile E. Coyote always got, you know, fucked over on these. Right. Uh, but at least he was willing to go along with it. Yeah, I mean, he really brought it on himself. Yeah. He also learned moral lessons, like, don't stand in front of giant weights you place there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and gravity doesn't work the way you think it should. Right. Signs the strange and weird. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the desert speed trap over. Okay. Dinah? Um, yeah. Yeah. For a multitude of reasons. This is actually, going by screenshots, this looks like an okay game. Yeah, uh, primarily it just controls very poorly. Alright, yeah. it reminds me of a NES game I rented once when I was mm-hmm. a kid. That yeah. seemed to just be, like, the prototype for an endless runner. Sure, sure. But that has nothing um, to do with this. But... Yeah, I mean, honestly, this game is bad, but it it's mainly down here this low because people are offended by the idea that something would exist for the Game Gear. I, I uh, love the Game Gear. It was a, <laughs> it was a portable uh, I think, Master I think system. you were the first guest I've had who was willing to say that, so... I like a lot of things that are bad, so that's... There's actually a Master System version of this game. So, yeah, there is, there is. And it's literally the same. Yep. So yeah, uh, Vitamin yeah, X, I, Lucis I did not this. know until I started this show that the Game Gear is literally just a Master System in a different shell. That, that was a lesson I learned. Anyway, yeah, I will agree with you that it goes below. So we're down to 102... How does it compare to Las Vegas Tycoon, the T-rated Las Vegas simulator where you can build your own casino? Huh. Why is this so low? This actually so, looks okay. So, uh, we are rating Vitamin X so lowly because of its sleaze factor. Las Vegas was rated lowly because of its lack of sleaze factor. The people rating that game felt that uh, you cannot properly simulate the Las Vegas experience and maintain a T rating. Well, I mean, I don't think Las Vegas wants a game get out there. That is basically my first brothel. Right, right. So that makes sense. But I mean, this looks like this looks harmless. Yeah, I, I agree. The Tycoon games probably never were very good. Yeah, but... I do not believe this is part of the Tycoon series. I think this is just someone capitalizing on the fact that you can't copyright a word. 
That's true. The Tycoon is written different. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Vitamin X is definitely worse than this. Okay. Okay. David? Are we trying to find, like, a sweet spot between something that's too rapey like Vitamin X and not rapey enough like Las Vegas Tycoon? Uh, apparently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's an odd one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with not rapey enough as being better. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, so down the list it goes. We are now down to number 104. Uh, okay, this is where it belongs now. David, how does this game compare to Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party? A knockoff of Breakout where the ball is replaced with a man with an erect penis and the block... <laughs> And the blocks are replaced with uh, nude women. And the uh, paddle is replaced with a... Uh, I, I forget. They had a specific name for it. But basically a, a Viagra. And, uh, yeah. I regret coming on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Most people do. Um, I'm... You, you know what? I'm going to go all in on... Vitamin- clear, this was on the Atari, so when I say replaced <laughs> with a naked woman, I mean replaced with a series of about six pixels vaguely assembled into the shape of a naked woman. That is at least 20 pixels, what I'm looking <laughs> at. I'm going to go all in on, on Vitamin X not being perhaps as bad as we may have been led to believe. Sure. And saying it's better than Swedish erotica. Okay, okay. Dinah? So that, that's a hard one. I'm looking at this. It's oddly reminding me of a terrible game called Plaque Attack. Okay. I believe that was a ColecoVision game. But, uh... I don't know. This this is, like... It's a knockoff game. Like, it's yeah. clearly just... They replaced sprites. Also, I don't think it's... Like, Breakout was bottom to top. This is... Looks like it's side to side. I don't yeah, remember what game that side. is. Yes. Um... I'm, I don't know. Statutory rape really rubs me the wrong way, and just like shooting yeah. naked man at naked woman, that implies right. some level of consent or something's gone horribly wrong. I will say the naked women advance towards you rather than away from you, so it does appear to be consensual. All right, then I have to say Vitamin X is uh, probably worse than this. Yeah. Okay. Can I say a thing real quick? Absolutely. Okay. Google image searching Swedish erotica does not get you the images you might think. No, you have to actually include Bachelor Party. Because I got something that links to an IGN article called the High Score Club. And the rest of the image has crossbow in it. And it it seems to be like a torture chamber. There's definitely a man with exposed bones and a missing leg. And a woman with the skin of her torso mostly removed. Oh boy. Yeah. So if this was the game... This is definitely worse than uh, Vitamin X, but it's not. So that's I, I, I searched for Swedish erotica and I got pictures of a glam metal band or hair metal band. So to be clear, Swedish erotica is a like an imprint, the, mm. almost. And many games were published as Swedish erotica, including the one we're about to compare this game to. So uh, yeah, it, it moves down the list and Dinah... How do you think Vitamin X compares to Custer's Revenge, uh, the infamous Atari game where you play as a naked cowboy 
and have to, uh... You're not playing make... as a naked cowboy, you are playing as Custard himself. I know yes, that all is about this game. Yes, yeah, but for the sake of the listener, uh, you, you play as, yeah, General Custer, who is naked, uh, and erect, and has to make his way across a single screen where, uh, arrows are being rained down from some Native Americans off in the distance, and if you make it all the way across the screen, you get to rape a tied-up naked Indian woman. Custard revenge is worse. Yeah, I'd say so. Because you know, statutory rape is—it's a messed up situation, right? But in this, it seems like they're—they're they're willing, but can't consent legally. Yes. And you know, there's the questionable level of you know how much influence you have over them. Right, right. But this is literally a tribe is trying to stop you from raping a woman. And well, you're like, and you no, know, I will I'm say def- What I will say in X is defense, because apparently defending these kind of games is what I have to do now. <laughs> uh, if these kids are getting ready to graduate, then presumably, they, and they said several of, them, several of them have been held back. This is true. They, they could be, be like legal a, age. They might be of legal age. I mean, it's still unethical because you're their teacher. Right. But maybe not as unethical as we've been making it out to be. This is true, but it says several of them, not all of them. That is true also. So there's at least three that are underage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that still isn't as bad as Custard Revenge, though. So Custard Revenge is probably one of the worst games to exist. Right, right. Not yeah. the worst. There's worse out there. But, we'll uh, find out, I guess. I mean, so far, it's the worst. Yes. So far, it's the worst. So, uh, David, are you also voting for yeah, Vitamin X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it is ranked. It goes to spot number 105, directly below Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party and directly above Custer's Revenge. <laughs> it does have a good name. That, yeah, that is fun to say. Super Supermint Boys. <laughs> I really hope that's just a mistranslation. Um, they didn't try to make up a branding that didn't work. Yeah. Alright. So our next game is Sudden Strike Resource War. Which, wow, that's a boring name. It is. This looks like Command and Conquer, but we couldn't yeah. get the license for it. So Basically. Uh, Sudden Strike Resource War is the successor to Sudden Strike 2 with a modified game engine. All vehicles now need ammunition besides their fuel. Buildings can now be repaired. Factories allow the manufacture of tanks and vehicles. The game comes with four new campaigns, which consist of 18 missions. Came out in 2004 by Fire Fire Glow Games. So this is actually the third one in the series. Apparently, yeah. The graphics are okay. Yeah, it's 2004, so... Yeah, I mean, they're not terrible for, for what it is. No. This actually doesn't um, look like a bad game. It just sounds boring. Yeah, it sounds boring and it sounds derivative. Um, it's it's probably fine. It's just, why would you play this when there are better games that do the exact same thing? Maybe you're at, like, the store and it's, like, 12 bucks and it's like, I, I need a right, new video right. game. So, yeah. Sudden Maybe you're looking at this and going, I want to see what the Russians are doing with the artists. <laughs> Oh, is this this is, was a Russian-made game. Yeah. All right. Okay. Then that yeah, there okay, is. Yeah. Games from this area are very interesting. Sure. Not necessarily good, <laughs> but that's where you get like Stalker and whatnot, where the games 
are right bizarre but compelling. Right, right, right. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I think we we pretty much know what we need to know. We don't need to do the same level of research that vitamin X required. No. So uh, let's take a look here. Number fifty three. Uh, David, how do you think this compares to Z-Wolf, which we talked about previously? I I think it might be better. Okay, okay. It's the Russian thing. It's it's uh, it's carrying it for me. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where that wouldn't... The idea that it's from Russia wouldn't necessarily carry, say, if you lived in Russia. Uh, maybe it would. But uh, it, it gives it an air of like, oh, this is this maybe has a different perspective to it than some games that you see. You know, uh, so yeah, I, I can see that, uh, Dinah. I don't know. I'm looking at Z Wolf, mm-hmm. which seems to bring up images of Batman as well. It should also bring up some pictures of a horrible-looking fish because it's the name of yes. some kind of fish. In like... but if you do Z Wolf Amiga, it really cuts down on the fish pictures. Yeah, because Z Wolf I think translates to catfish in Dutch. Oh, that makes sense. That doesn't yeah. look like catfish. But... No, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a Dutch catfish. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Z-Wolf actually looks like an interesting arcade game. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually called a wolf fish. So uh, it is a, it's part of the catfish family, but it's a wolf fish. That, that is interesting. The yeah. things I'm learning. Yep. I didn't expect learn to all... learn about fish. Learn all kinds of things from placing games. Um, but, I don't know, the the Russian RTS that isn't the, I think it's set in the Second World War? Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, so that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with better than Z-Wolf. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with better than Z-Wolf 2. Uh, the Amiga just Whoa, 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 does... there is a Z-Wolf 2. Let's just, <laughs> let's not talk about games that are here yet. <laughs> Oh, I get I, the people get me on that all the time. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Uh, I think it's better than Z Wolf as well. Uh, I don't think the Amiga really had it in it to do 3D games, and I, I respect the attempt, but it looks kind of muddled and messy. If it ha- um, do we know if it has like digitized voice in it? Because oh, that would change man. my vote. You're right. That <laughs> would change the vote. Yeah. I don't know. I could look up a YouTube, but you would probably all hear it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume it doesn't. <laughs> that sounds... I don't know, 94. Uh, let's see if it's going to play through I, my speakers or not. It definitely would have been an era where you could have that. Like, people were doing digitized voices at the time. I'm looking it up, too. Okay, uh, it does not seem to have it, from what I All right. Seen. Forget you, then, Z-Wolf. Get out of here. Uh, in which case... Uh, Dinah, we are now comparing this to another World War II game. Uh, P.T. Boats, Knights of the Sea. This is a naval combat simulator where you play as the Americans in the Western Theater. Eastern Theater? Eastern Theater. That'd be Western relative Japan. to America. You're fighting Japan! <laughs> that, yeah, that, okay. That's where most of America's naval battles would have taken place. That makes, right, right. That makes sense. Um... Oh, wow, this looks fairly recent. Uh, yeah, when did this come out? Looks like... Uh, I think it came out, like, post-2000. Yeah, uh, 09, from what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Um, also doesn't look like it's very good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of simulator games run the risk of 
being boring. Um, it seems like a lot of them equate realism with boring. Which, well, reality is pretty boring. That's, I guess that's true. When you could be hurling fireballs and missiles out of your like fingers. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, yeah. Wait, are we still comparing it to... Uh... Uh, to Sudden Strike? Yeah. Okay. Oh man, what if Sudden Strike had wizards? Oh man. We... we... There has been a very pro-wizard bias on this show so far. I'm not going to help against that. <laughs> I'm warning you now. But um, I'm, I'm thinking Sudden Strike's probably better than it. Okay. David? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Sudden Strike, and it has a Japanese uh, campaign as well, which is all... Um, uh, oh, crap. Where was it? It's apparently all jungle warfare. Oh, okay. Which is something you don't often see in an RGS, uh, yeah, Second true. World War. Yeah. So I'm going to go with better than uh, PT Boats. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that too. I think generally strategy games tend to, if not be better made than simulators, they tend to be more accessible. Although those are both genres that have issues with accessibility. Simulators can just be real dense. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with that uh, with you. Uh, we'll say that it is better, in which case we need to look at game number 14. David, how does it compare to Star Wars Revenge of the Sith for Game Boy Advance, a 2D brawler that looks surprisingly good considering it's based on such a shitty movie? Hmm. It's got very nice sprite work, and it seems like a pretty competent brawler. Well, nice sprite work gets you a long way. Um yeah. Hold on, let me pull up some images. We're to the 14th spot so far. Yeah, I can I can see that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. They're so different genres. Yeah, once once the games start diverging like that, it gets tricky. I'm going to say that Star Wars is probably better because mm. it looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, but with Star Wars. Oh, it does look like that a little bit. Dinah, how are you voting? I'm agreeing, but not for the same reason. It, okay. it follows the it. other uh, Revenge of the Sith games. It actually retold the plot of the movie better than the movie Oh, seriously? The That's great. Um, I, I remember, but not hot. No, it's not. But I remember playing the Xbox version... And, like, the Mace Windu fight was actually interesting. Oh, man. Because, like, you fought Mace Windu, and then, like, he jumped out the window instead of falling, and he didn't get his arm cut off, and you end up Ooh. having to fight him to death in, like, four different things. Yeah, that sounds way cooler than him just getting chucked out a window. It, yeah, it really was. So, yeah, this yeah. is... The game probably also succeeds at being better than the movie. Right. And when something based on a license is better than its originator... That yeah. is worth recognizing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'll go with you on that. I, I think Revenge of the Sith actually looks like a pretty fun game. Um, in which case, if it's worse than that, we need to look at game number 21. Diana, how does it compare to Arabian Magic, another 2D brawler? This one based on, based loosely, let's say, on the uh, 1001 Nights like stories where you're fighting genies and giant birds and you're riding magic carpets and punching... Oh man, the, the back box art for this is kind of amazing. Yeah. 
No, it's like, a pretty cool looking game. Um, yeah, this does look pretty neat. Yeah. But it's hmm, probably not better than like Golden Axe. So yeah, in probably its not. Genre, it's probably not. I would say maybe not better like gameplay wise, but it seems like the enemy design and stuff is maybe a little more or, like. It's more unique. You don't yeah, really yeah. see things set out of you know the Middle East very often outside of like right. Aladdin. Sure. Which is probably one of the player characters. Let's be uh, honest. Probably yeah. This is uh the the king got turned into a monkey, and now you and your friends have to go on an adventure to turn him back. Oh no, you have Sinbad though. Sinbad. You have Sinbad, cool. yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with not as good. <clears throat> okay. Uh, wait, which one's not as good? Uh, uh what are we working on? Sudden Strike. Okay. Sudden Strike gotcha. is not as good. Okay, David. I was back and forth until you mentioned King turned into monkey, and now yeah. I'm at not as good. Yeah, yeah, I can go with you on that. Anything that evokes the plot of Mario 3, I'm all for it. Uh, in which case, we're now looking at game number 24, Biomiracle Bokute Upa. This is a 2D platformer where you play as a magic baby who turns his enemies into candy platforms so he can like get to new areas and stuff. Uh, it has a very cutesy art style, sort of evocative of the Kirby games. Uh, it was not released in America until it came out as a digital download for the Wii. So, David, how does that compare to Sudden Strike Resource War? Oh. It's like the height of Flights of Fancy versus hardcore realistic war. I'm gonna... Oh, I'm looking at the video now, and there are like <laughs> magic pigs appearing, and yep, this magic pigs happen. Baby is waving a lightsaber around, and uh huh. I'm I'm gonna go pro baby. Okay, okay, Tyna, are you also going pro baby? I'm looking at a video now. Um, this actually looks like a like a pretty fun game. Yeah, I um, think it does too. Huh. That's a tough call, because... Yeah. Like, Sudden Strike looks like a really competent RTS. Right. Yeah, th this... these are two games that have nothing in common at all. No. There's nothing totally or mechanically, even sort of close. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Biomiracle as the okay. better game. Okay. Yeah, I'm also going to give it to Biomiracle. Um, it, if anything, because it seems a little more original than Sudden Strike. Uh, speaking of originality, Diana, how does it compare to the remake of Bionic Commando, where uh, you... Why is she an arm? So, I, Or is this... We, is this, yes, wait, is this yes, rearmed, this is, or the one no, where No, no, this is not rearmed. This is the one where it turns out that your arm is powered by the soul of your dead wife. Okay, so I, it's I absolutely hate this game. So, so what I'm it is? A bit biased against it. Well, you asked a question. To answer, she's an arm because they found out that the body rejects sick ass cyborg prosthetics unless there's a mental link to them as well. And they found out that infusing them with the souls of loved ones is the best way to create that mental link. That's really fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I'm willing to accept a lot of dumb answers for things. Sure. Turning a human being into an arm yeah. so that the body doesn't reject it is really dumb. There's a lot more sensical. I think it's less turning her into an arm and more like 
almost like if they ghost busted her and then like hooked, like put her in that, like put the trap into the arm and re- unleashed it. See, I read it more as like they killed her and like as she died, they like sucked her soul out and then. Yeah, no, no, I, it's something like that. I don't know if they killed her or if they just got her soul as she died. I don't know enough about the story to answer that one. Uh, just... She was alive before <laughs> she was an arm. Oh yeah, totally. And they're the ones that made her into an arm. It, it's not right. like she was sick. Or, like, okay. shot I just to know death. if it was, like, a RoboCop situation where it's like, oh, hey, that guy died. Let's make him into a robot cop. No, from what I understand, it is, we need this commando with one arm to have two okay. arms. Let's kill his wife and make her the arm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Which would be a cool thing if they did, like, a Frankenstein monster thing and, like, yeah. he had a flesh arm. That would be gross and weird. Oh, man, that would be that. gross and weird. But, uh, no, I, I, I haven't is played that game, this. but I really w- hope there's, like, some anime-ass stuff where, like, you're fighting the last boss and the ghost of your wife is next to you, and, like... Pretty sure that her... does happen. Yes! But at and, that like, point, her... I was so mad, I, it didn't matter. <laughs> so, Sudden Strike uh, is better than... I think you are the first guest we've had for whom the ridiculousness of that story has been a negative point instead of a positive. I uh... just really, like, it's the ultimate fridging of a woman... I guess that that element is true, and that that is, and also that like that suddenly the good guys were the bad guys because they knew the entire time your wife was an arm. It's not like right, they, right, right. This mysterious arm showed up, so we used it. No, it's we fucking did it. Yeah, what, what boy, you, you, you put it in a feminist context, all of a sudden I feel bad for liking it so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, David, how are you voting? Well. Bionic Commando She-Armed sounds like the worst Metal Gear Solid game ever. Oh my god, oh, man. If it was called She-Armed, I would be really like, for crap, this, but it has to be like a feminine arm. <laughs> like, it has like long nails and they're painted, and it's oh, just like yeah. the most like totally. feminine Liquid wife! Like, like his right arm is super... <laughs> Husband! <laughs> I was like, his right arm is super beefy and veiny, but then his left arm is very, like, dainty and, like, smooth skin. I live on through this arm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That would be such a better game. Uh, anyway, how are you voting? Sudden Strike is better. Okay. I would have gone with Bionic Commando, but I, I, you both made strong arguments against it, so I can't be mad about it. <laughs> uh, in that case, the final game to compare Sudden Strike to is D-Force. This is a vertical scrolling shooter where you play as a helicopter and you shoot down pl- Middle Eastern uh, fighter jets and also dinosaurs. Oh, man. I don't know how those two are connected, but I know I've seen screenshots of the same helicopter fighting yeah. both over a desert and fighting like uh, like pterodactyls in the prehistoric period. That sounds kind of amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, in Japan it is known as Dimension Force. Yeah, they shorten the Dimension Force to just D in America. I guess, because one, we like shorter titles here, and two, Dimension Force does sound kind of silly. Yeah. So it looks like you start like in the Gulf War, and then suddenly yes. you're like fighting dinosaurs. That sounds yep. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know, Sudden Strike, actually, uh, the having to track ammo... Either sounds like it'd be, like, the worst thing, right. or, like, adds a new strategic layer. Especially well, if the enemy can't see, because then you just have a bunch of, like, unarmed tanks show up, and they're like, fuck, that's a lot of tanks. Oh, yeah, that would be good if you could, like, play, like, bluff with it. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's hard to know. Like, I, I can almost imagine since the game's called Resource War, there's a lot of emphasis on, like, maintaining supply lines and stuff like that. Yeah, that could either be to a great benefit or a great detriment. I don't Yeah. Like, done right, that could be a really interesting wrinkle in a strategy game. Whereas this is a pretty generic shooter. Absolutely. But you shoot dinosaurs with a helicopter, and that, that's pretty rad. Yeah. It's not just dinosaurs. At some point, you're fighting through Greek mythology. Wait, what? Every time we talk about this game, someone tells me about a new level that none of the other guests have told me about. I think I might have to play this after. Oh, yeah. man. One of the bosses is, is uh, Cerberus. Or Kerberus, whatever. Oh, dang. That's... Oh, man, they played it on... I, I'm seeing some Let's Plays of it from, like... Oh, they played it on Game Grumps. I should go watch that. Uh, yeah, wow. Okay. I'm going uh, D-Force. Yeah, you're going D-Force? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at least it's me to break the tie. I think I've got to give it to D-Force now that I know about the Greek mythology level. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So that means that uh, Sudden Strike Resource War is ranked at number 26, right above Bionic Commando, right below D-Force. Uh, so we move on to our third game, and this is Dino Stalker. This is a PlayStation 2 game. Uh, it's a light gun game based on the Dino Crisis series. It's similar in concept to Resident Evil Survivor in that your character is free to move around the environment rather than being on rails. Players can also play it as a first-person shooter using the standard DualShock 2 controller. You play as a World War II fighter pilot who is teleported out of his plane to a land full of dinosaurs where he must fight to survive to rescue a young woman. I kind of give no context to who the young woman is. It's not like his daughter. (laughs) There's a woman there! Gotta shoot these dinosaurs. No, don't be ridiculous. This is video games. The woman is just a prize to win. She may as well just be a treasure chest. Also, he had the chance to shoot dinosaurs, and they were probably gonna tell him who it was, but as soon as he had an excuse, he was like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. Uh, She's depressed and stalled it. Don't care. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Dinosaurs. I'm gonna go do this. Yeah. Just rolls out like the back of a plane and starts shooting dinosaurs. <laughs> Those are birds. They have feathers. It's the same thing. <laughs> Let's see here. 107. So, Dinah, how do you think that Dino Stalker compares to Z-Wolf? That is a hard question. Yeah. So on the one hand, you have a light gun game where you shoot dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Which sounds amazing, even though everything I'm seeing makes it sound real bad. Right. Like, this is probably not a good game. As much as I... Right. It's, it's kind of a rule where dinosaur in-game means bad game. So, yeah, that's, that's odd. You're right, though. Yeah, I have not played one really good game with dinosaurs in it. What about Chrono Trigger? That's got dinosaurs. Kinda? But also it's not, not like, the main it's not like focus. real dinosaurs. That too. Super like Mario World. That was yeah, but again, like it's like dragons. It, like yeah, yeah it's dinosaur like weird cartoon dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what like, about that Genesis Jurassic Park game? I remember that being okay. It is just okay. If you've played it recently, it is yeah, not a, a good platform. Farmer. Yeah. Uh, the raptor was like the best part, and playing yeah. as raptor actually sucks. Ah. Oh. I have played it, like, a couple months ago. It, it does okay. not hold up, sadly. That's a shame. It really is. So I'm going to go with this is worse than Z, uh, Z-Wolf. Okay. Uh, David? Yeah, uh, light gun shooters are almost never good, so I'm going to go with worse than Z-Wolf. 
Yeah, I think light gun shooters can be pretty good. I think home adaptations of light gun shooters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. Good, but yeah. So, yeah, I, I will also give it to Z-Wolf, in which case, let's see here. Uh, it's probably a game we've already talked about. No, it's actually not. David, uh, how does this compare to Silent Hill Book of Memories, the PlayStation Vita dungeon crawler in the Silent Hill franchise? Which I think says everything you need to know about this game. I could go on, but I think that encompasses what it is. Oh, God. Um, Oh, God, it's the proper response to this. Yeah. I I have a feeling that Dino Stalker is actually worse. Okay, yeah, for what it's worth, the actual gameplay of Silent Hill Book of Memories is by all accounts decent. It's more just, why do you have a dungeon crawler in the Silent Hill franchise? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go with the Book of Memories over Dino okay. Stalker. Okay. Dino? Yeah, I'm looking at it. You can put Robbie's head on your character and it's all covered in blood. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah. No one wants a dungeon crawler set in Silent Hill, but at least right. they tried to go with, like, you know, fan. Yeah, the the plot is like a book. Uh, like the character gets a book that describes his entire life, yeah. and he can rewrite any portion of it, and it'll become true as long as he can survive the night, which is filled with monsters and such. Why wouldn't he just write? And then he didn't have the book anymore, and everything was great forever. The end. <laughs> And then you just have yeah. to, like, fight through one night of it, and then the book's gone. Right, Everything's great right. forever. But, yeah, yeah. No, Dino Stalker is probably worse than this. Also, the yeah. art design. Like, I'm looking at the character design. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst. Yeah, it, it, it seems like a fine game, just a total mismatch with the, the property that it's that's part of. Yeah, if this was just, like, my goth adventures in horror exactly. land. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want to play a game called My Goth Adventures in Horrorland now. All right, well, if it's worse than Silent Hill, Dinah, how does this compare to Robotron 64, a dual stick shooter for the Nintendo 64, which did not have two sticks? I always wondered, like, could you use a second controller as a second stick? If I, not, I, that's just a garbage game. No, no, you use the C buttons as your second stick. Oh no, that yeah. at best gives you eight degrees of control. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, no light gun games better than that. Okay, uh, David. In the light gun game, you can at least shoot where you're aiming. That's very true. Also, Robotron looks ugly as sin. I don't know what the heck they thought they were doing when they made that game. Yeah, I remember the ads for that, and just yeah. like thinking, "Oh yeah, I've heard of Robotron," and looking at it, I don't want to play this. <laughs> David, also, how does... Uh, oh, sorry, what were you saying, Dinah? Uh, just, like, in the ad, we're playing as, like, some short guy with a giant head with, like, arm blasters on. Yeah. This, this looks yep. like the lamest that, thing in the world. That is correct. Uh, David, how does this compare to the Ren and Stimpy show, Vidiots, a 2D platformer based on, you know, a certain cartoon that I shouldn't have to name? <laughs> um, is it Tiny Toons? <laughs> you got it in one. It's Tiny Toons. Uh, I thought it was ca- uh, Courage, the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> huh. Hmm. I'm going to look up uh, pictures of this. Well, I... Okay. It it doesn't look amazing. It, no. 
Yeah. Super Nintendo su- platformer? Yeah, Super Nintendo. Oh, from the toy yeah. headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yep, good old THQ. I didn't know that's what that stood for until I started this show. I found that out because I think Giant Bomb. But yeah. Yeah. As far as I knew, it could have just been the initials of Thomas Harding Quincy, the founder of the company. Well, it's both. I mean, the reason for the BTHQ that yeah. wasn't just, you know, filling right. his own ego. Yeah. I mean, I made up that name. I don't know who founded THQ. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> I don't um, particularly like Ren and Stimpy, and sure. uh, yeah, you know, Super Nintendo platformers are a dime a dozen. Absolutely. So I'm going to go Dinah Stalkers. Okay. Dinah? Sorry, I'm looking up who uh, started THQ. Um, <laughs> yeah, this doesn't... It reminds me of the Simpsons arcade games. Looking at it? Yeah, a little bit. I can I can see that. But those were very bad home experiences. Like, Yeah. They were still just very much the arcade game. And yeah. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia page on THQ and I love this. In 1989, the Trinity Acquisition Corporation was founded in New York as a shell corporation to raise money for a future venture in an unspecified field of activity. (laughs) Oh, man! It was founded by people who founded LJN. Yeah. Oh, man, LJN was terrible. What was LJN? (laughs) They also made video games. Oh, okay, so they were related to Acclaim somehow? Uh, this is saying closed by Acclaim Entertainment and successor Acclaim Entertainment. So I guess they got yeah, fired out by it. That explains why Acclaim also fucking sucked. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they were both founded by the same guy, Jack Friedman. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I remember they made, like, the... They, they were the company that made, like, bad licensed NES games. Yeah. If you absolutely. wanted to play the Crash Test tummy, Dummy game, you were buying an LJN game. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. And then you're hating yourself because that wasn't a okay. good Alright, so if. Uh, anyway, yeah, Ren and Stumpy yeah. is uh, probably worse than Dino Stalker. Yeah, I agree. In which case, we jump up to 85. Dino, how does Dino Stalker compare to Dogs, a Game Boy Color game where you care for a dog? And it's basically just a Tamagotchi, but with a dog. If this was the PC version, which I owned, this would be a very easy decision. Mm-hmm. Because I actually liked that game when I was like ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how comparable they are, but uh, from Duck. what I recall, this was when the brand went off the rails. As okay. much as a virtual pet brand can go off the rails, right? Where? Oh no, no, this is still pretty accurate. To uh... is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm excited that we have someone that actually played this thing. Um, your virtual pets pals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, the Game Boy Advance one is where it starts going into more of, like, a simulation. Where this is, like, you drop a dog into, like, an, an abandoned room, and you can pet the dog, you can throw balls for the dog, and you just, okay. like, you play with the dog. And right. it's not a real dog, so that right. kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a Game Boy Color version. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where the dog just sits on a plaid background. Yeah, I'm looking at like an actual that barely that looks like a chihuahua. Yeah. Where like the but, cover dog is like some kind of weird mutt. 
Yeah, the, 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 there are multiple, like, breeds in the game that you unlock by doing a good job with your dog, but I um, don't know what all's included. Yeah, from what I remember in the PC version is, like, you pick the dog, and you get to play with that dog for a while. Mm. Yeah. I could tell you about the, the Pets series for a while, because <laughs> they yeah. also had Cats, which you probably are aware of by now. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, they had Babies. Yeah, well, I think that that's like the oh, Ubisoft hold on. for like the DS, right? No, no. Babies, I believe, had a PC version. Or it's the same art style where it's clearly just a Weird. bunch of blocks or wait, circles. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Babies were a part of the Pets line? They were a very late <laughs> edition where it was already branded. I, let's be fair. Uh, until a certain age, a baby basically is a pet. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> They're basically just dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the only difference was you had to hold the bottle at its mouth to feed it instead of right. throwing food at it. Yep. There was also Oddballs, which was a very weird Was thing. that more, like, just made-up stuff, like, more Tamagotchi-ish? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. one of the was, like, the Honker. I believe that was their... That was their, like, uh, the one they used in all the branding, and it was like a purple series of circles. Oh, man. With paws, and like a horn for a nose. Oh, boy. And it <laughs> sounded like a French trumpet. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go with uh, Dino Stalker. is probably better than the Game Boy Color version. Okay. But if it ever had to go against the PC version, it is losing. Noted. David? Yeah, this looks like a mouse game on a you know a handheld console, and that's yeah. not good. Yep, I agree. In which case, David, how does Dino Stalker compare to City Racer, a GameCube racing game that is so painfully generic that I've just exhausted all the things that there are to know about it? It is either worse or better. Yeah, that's true. And it's up to you to decide which. <laughs> I'm desperately trying to... Yeah. Is this a new David? Did you just get replaced? Yeah, no, listen... You oh, can Downtown keep... Run. You can Google as much as you want. You're not going to find... This game is like gray paste. <laughs> Babe Room, the video game! Yeah. I started typing... Instead of game I've actually heard of Downtown Run, which yes. is what the City what Racer called is called on? in Europe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the, several guests have commented that City Racer looks like a fake game that was made for a movie for the for, like characters to be playing during a scene. I don't know. This actually yeah, looks like a pretty decent, like for the era. This looks pretty competent. Yeah, that's just it though. Like it's competent, and that's it. There is. There's like three nothing... reviews on yeah. GameFAQs for this. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give you the review scores. That might okay. color your decision. Oh, no, we do that sometimes. <laughs> Nintendo Power gave it a 2.6 out of 5. Yeah, yeah. Just so, straight middle of the road. Yeah, all right. You know so... what? I, I'm, I'm looking at it in motion, and it, it, it moves pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're comparing it to another game that's extremely middle of the road. Yeah. So it's not like it's... Uh, it might be the better game between the two. It I, has my favorite car in it, 
So I'm going to give it to it. And what car is that? The Mitsubishi Lancer. Oh, okay. All right. Dinah, how are you voting? Um, I'm going to look at this 35-second clip and get okay. you an answer by the end of it. Okay, great. Let's just fill time while you do that. I mean, uh, I will say I'm not <laughs> voting for City Racer. I am voting for Downtown Run or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> sure. I, I tell you what, I will uh, go into the spreadsheet here. I will put City Racer, a.k.a. Downtown Run. Cool. Huh, this is... This looks... Mm-hmm. Competent? Uh-huh, yeah. See, that's the only adjective you can ascribe to it. The the car is a bit finicky, uh huh. But that wasn't too uncommon for like right. GameCube racers specifically. Sure, I don't remember a particular one handling very well. Yeah, I mean Mario Kart. I never really got into the GameCube Mario Kart. So. Okay, that's fair. And I, I never owned it, and only one sure. of my friends did. So right, right. Is that right. Double Dash or was that the? Wii? Yeah, it's Double Dash. Okay, yeah. It's... I didn't like having two racers and that. Was, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. Um, sure. What we're, we're doing, Dino Stalker, right? Yep. I have too many tabs open. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah, City Run or City Racer is probably better. Than. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll go with you on that. These both seem like pretty forgettable games, but Dino Stalker seems just a little more forgettable. I don't know. In... I think it's more memorable. But it's uh-huh. not a good game. It's not, it's not a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. In that case, we're down to the last game for Dino Stalker. Dino, how does it compare to Pearl Harbor? This is a Commodore 64 game where you are manning a gun uh, as Japanese planes fly into Pearl Harbor. And you have a limited amount of ammunition. You are doomed to fail. Mm-hmm. But you have to shoot down as many enemy planes as you can. Also notable, they got the date of Pearl Harbor wrong in the text of the game. They put it a year after when it actually happened. <laughs> well, no, that was the second attack of Pearl Harbor that no one talks about. <laughs> right, because this guy saved the day. They right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he died tragically, but he right. shot down like 85% of the planes, and yeah. then 85 again, and then um, again, because it's yeah. the same level over. Uh, because... Gameplay-wise, this is notable for... Uh, like, you have to account for bullet drop. That's, like, the main thing in it. Interesting. I'm not seeing any of it. Yeah, (laughs) doesn't surprise me. I looked up Pearl Harbor C64, and it's not showing anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I got nothing to work with other than they got the date of Pearl Harbor wrong. They did. So it was clearly made by one guy. Probably, Probably not yeah, an American. Not me. Given the spelling of Harbor, uh, which has a U in it, I uh, am inclined to agree with you. So, it was a Brit making a game, might have been Canadian, Yeah. Uh, about Pearl Harbor, which seems really weird. Right. A disinterested Brit or Canadian. Mm-hmm. Right, because they don't, like, when did this happen? Like, Second World War, when was that? Like, 1948? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, listen, if we base it on this game, who cares or knows? <laughs> what year did it happen? I'm going to be honest, uh, my American history is terrible. Okay, I am 90% sure it was 42. Uh, oh, oh no, it was 41. 42 is when they say it happened. Oh, man, my Pearl Harbor game would have been even 
more incorrect. <laughs> it's like the war's been done for a year and a half. Yeah. Here's the Japanese the are back. Here's a link to the Moby Games page, which shows a screenshot of the American flag being bombed. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely... Yeah. Alright, yeah, this is a pretty pretty okay-looking C64 Oh, and you know what? Game. I lied. That's why you couldn't find it. It's not a C64 game. It's a DOS game. Oh, okay. That's why we couldn't find it. Okay, this actually looks not so great for a DOS game. When did this come out? This came out in 88. Oh. Yeah. You could do better in DOS in 88. Not much. You definitely but... could. I'm... Dino Stalker has this one. It wins. Okay. You'll... David? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh... This is an ugly-looking game. And at yeah. least Dino Stalkers have dinosaurs in it. Yeah, right? I mean, these are all games where you're shooting a gun, and you get to shoot dinosaurs in Dino Stalkers. I mean, yeah. That seems obvious to me. Yeah. Uh, in which case, it is ranked. Uh, Dino Stalkers goes directly above Pearl Harbor, directly below City Racer, a.k.a. Downtown Run. Uh, in which case, we have two more games to go here. We've got now The Dam Busters, which is an awesome name. It's for the Coleco Atom, or Coleco Atom. Uh, oh, it's for it was for a whole bunch of things. ColecoVision, Amstrad, CPC, Apple II, Comp, C64, DOS, MSX, ZX Spectrum, a whole bunch of stuff. Hmm. Uh Dam Busters is an early flight simulation set in World War II. It focuses on Dam Busters, who historically were used to heavily bombard strategic objectives, in this case, dams. The task is not easy, as oh. en route... Oh. Ah. That makes a lot more sense yeah. now. As en route, you will face heavy opposition forces. Fortunately, you won't be a sitting bomber in the air. Your aircraft is equipped with machine guns with unlimited rounds of firepower. Oh, thank God. So, fire at will as the enemy approaches. When the time comes, you will have to bomb the target manually. So get ready to unload the cargo and give them hell. My, oh my. Uh, this game seems like... A, I kind of like the style this game's got. Like, I'm looking at a screenshot of, like, a plane lit in very severe black and white lighting. So, like, you only see parts of the, like, shape of it. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool look. Uh, let's take a look here. We you have to open like a top secret like briefing mission file. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find the gameplay. Oh, so the gameplay is like first person from the cockpit of the bomber. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, and there's like a map screen. So I think you actually—it's not just like a scrolling shooter like I thought it might be. You are, have to like navigate and like shoot down enemy planes that you come across to get to your mission objectives. So this actually seems pretty sophisticated for when it came out. It looks like the best version of a sim game. Yeah, yeah. Like for for nineteen eighty four, this seems like a pretty good simulation game. Um, uh, in yeah, I'm trying to find the same page because I just found Dam Buster for uh, Commodore from nineteen eighty. Uh, let's see if I can. There's a YouTube of the Dam Busters for the Coleco Atom. There's a link to the Moby Games page. Um, so let's take a look here. Uh, need to pull up my program. We oh, have 103 ranked, right? I believe. Um, oh, no, 108 ranked. That's right. I'm, yeah. I'm an episode behind mentally. Uh, so let me launch it here. 108. Number 54. So, Dinah, how does this compare to Z-Wolf? Who, which, because we keep, like, ranking games up and down, won't get out of the middle slot. 
<laughs> well, this is like actually a pretty good range of games so far. Like this looks, yeah, kind of compelling. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of down with it. This is not forty six. Oh, okay, it's different platforms. I see. Yeah. Let's see. What the C sixty four version looks like. Is it all? Okay, so it's all first person. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the C sixty four game version looks a good bit better than the one I was looking at. Yeah, old but, DOS is kind of really ugly. Yeah. I, I mean, are we rating just the game, or are we rating the Coleco Adam version? No, 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 we are ranking just the game. All right. Y y we can assume, like, you can look at the best version of the game and go by that. I'm going by, like, an overall standard of operations. But uh, this actually looks pretty good. I'm. It looks like it was probably ambitious for its time. Definitely, yeah. So I'm going to go with Above Z-Wolf. Okay. David? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Coleco Adam version looked pretty poor, but sure. if it's just the best version, I, right, I'm right. going to go over Z-Wolf, yeah. Okay. Uh, in that case, we are now, if that's better, we are looking at number 27, which is Bionic Commando 2009. David, how do you think these games compare? Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one wins? Um, uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. As much as the story of Bionic Commando is uh, dog shit. <laughs> um, that's all it's fair, yes. Continue. Yeah, okay, that's that's one word for it. The gameplay looks better than Damn Busters. Okay. I mean, uh, the gameplay is better than what Damn Busters looks like. Damn Busters looks very of its age. Sure, sure. And okay. I'm going to say Bionic Commando is probably regrettably better. Okay. Dinah? I don't agree. Cause All right. <laughs> with uh, Bionic Commando... The entire game was like narrow corridors within an open world, or if right, you left, right. like you were swinging through like a dilapidated city. But if you yeah. left the path, you died of radiation poisoning. That's it, correct. Yes, that that's terrible. Also, yeah. the combat looked also very of its era. I believe you could do swinging attacks with the arm, and sure. might have had a gun. I believe you had a gun. Yeah, you you definitely had a gun. I just remember like seeing like arm combat because you know it's com bionic commando that's what you focus right, on no right. one cares about the guns sure but this this actually it's a first person air game which wasn't too uncommon but then the having to manually bomb it at the end was probably really hard and that's where you'd fuck up a lot and i really like that yeah yeah so i'm going okay. with it's probably of its era, probably the better game. Yeah, um, I do enjoy the just ridiculous anime silliness of Bionic Commando, but I'm kind of with you, Dinah. I, I like how this game was was sort of ambitious and doing something interesting at the time. So I, I think um, I'm comfortable voting for it above Bionic Commando. In which case, we jump up to number 14... Uh, Dinah, how does this compare to Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? Oh, man, this is... Yeah. 
This is a hard one. Uh-huh. Because Revenge of the Sith, I mean, that's it's Star Wars, but it's also bad Star Wars. But it's a better version of bad Star Wars. Where this is yeah. just generic blowing up a dam. That happens. Uh-huh. We don't get many Star Wars. Oh, I guess we just did get another Star Wars. but there's That's true. I mean, Dam Busters is actually a version of blowing up the Death Star. Oh? That's... Mm, I don't know, because mm. you're not hitting, like, a port. You, you kind of yeah. are, actually. Uh, when you get to the end of the bombing run, there's a little targeting reticule on the ground that you have to hit. Oh. And then it bounces into the... Uh, into the exhaust port that's only two meters... Or... Yeah. Two centimeters? I forget how big It's it the size of Womp Rats. Right. And, as you know, all damn Buster pilots are specifically trained for Womp Rat shooting. <laughs> so it basically is just Star Wars again. Right. So if you're asking me to judge the trench run versus the entirety of Revenge of the Sith, uh-huh. trench run wins. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. But it's not actually Star Wars. Right. I'm going to say it's probably not as good as Revenge of the Sith. Okay. David? A good version of bad Star Wars wins over a bad version of good Star Wars. Boy, this is a complicated logic path that you have established here. Star Wars Uh, Revenge of the Sith is better. (laughs) No, no, no. I I followed that. I'm just trying to (laughs) keep up with your, your logical process here. I I guess I'll also vote for Star Wars. <laughs> I think. In which case, we're jumping down to twenty-one. Our old buddy Arabian Magic. <laughs> David, how do you vote here? Um. Well, I mean, I, I've kind of soured on Dam Busters, as you can almost tell. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So I'm I'm going to go with Arabian Magic. Okay. China? Even if it was a good C64 game, or really any of these, uh-huh. they were very limited. Sure. So, ambition alone doesn't necessarily win. Right, right. At, at this stage of judging. So I'm going to go with it's probably worse than Arabian Magic. Okay. I think I actually would have given it to Dam Busters, um... It, it looks to me like it uses its limitations in an interesting way. Like, obviously, it can't render a lot of stuff on screen, mm-hmm. but it's you're playing at night, and, like, if you're looking outside in the middle of the night of an airplane, the ground does just look like a bunch of little dots. This is true. And they, they take advantage of that. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I, I actually think it works within its limitations to make its idea work. But, uh, you know, that's fair enough. I'm outvoted. Arabian Magic takes it. Um, in which case, number 24... Uh, we have followed this exact path on this uh, episode, so we're looking at a lot of the same games again. Diana, how does this compare to Bio Miracle Bokute Upa? That's a that's a tough call because they're both uh-huh. games. Uh, Bio Miracle's newer, yes. It um, was a NES game. Uh, it was a NES game, yeah. So yeah, probably... so it's a few years newer. Yeah, I think the NES came out eighty five. That sounds correct. This also came out in 85, but... I thought it was 84. Wasn't like... Yeah, okay. Um, 
They, they were close to each other. It, they, like, it's a difference of years. Yeah. But it's also hardware. I mean... Oh, definitely. Point, definitely. Everything, yes. everything on this list, except the Apple II, was kind of at its end. Right. Um, hmm. I kind of have to go with Magic Wizard Baby, because yeah. it's a Magic Wizard Baby that turns things into food. It's, right. it's like the precursor for Majin Buu. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dave? David? Excuse me. <clears throat> so sorry. Uh, you're probably thinking of uh, Dave and Busters because we're on Damn Busters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking of former guest Dave. All right. Uh, magical Baby with Lightsaber. We, we go back to good version of Bad Star Wars. Wait, no. It doesn't <laughs> no. work. This is... This is... Bad version of good Star Wars versus weird version of any Star Wars. Magic Baby wins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'll i give it to Magic Baby also. Mir- Bio-miracle. Bakute Upa. Uh, so, if that is worse than that, we're probably going to end up comparing it to uh, Sudden Strike. Yeah, we are! <laughs> How does it compare to Sudden Strike Resource War, David? You know what? I'm going to... Go ahead and say it's better. Uh, I mean, okay. for its time, it did something that probably hadn't been done a lot and probably hadn't been done as well. Okay. Dinah? Yeah, looking at the earlier Dam Busters games, it seems to be like a side shot and you just like drop the bomb at the right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where this is more of a lining it up. And you have to defend yourself when you get there. And the other games right. make no real mention of that. Sure. So just by being... Oh, these are actually pretty comparable because it's you're going from a RTS game of World War Two. This is probably all World War Two planes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You get more units than uh, Sudden Strike. That's true. And you have the whole ammo counting thing with it. This is this is a hard call. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to split the vote and say uh, Sudden Strike's better. Okay. Um, hmm. I feel like for its, all its technical limitations, there is something really evocative to me about flying in the pitch darkness with nothing but a map and some lit-up dots on the ground to guide you, mm-hmm. uh, and suddenly and surprisingly running into an enemy. Uh, there, there's something about that that is compelling to me. Uh, so I, I think I've got to give it to... Uh, Dam Busters. Uh, in which case, we have one last game to compare it to. Uh, another game where you fly a plane. Diana, how does it compare to D-Force? Oh my. Um, yeah. Hmm. Kind of like prop planes better than helicopters. But, D-Force, you blow up more than just dams. So just yeah. by sheer versatility, right. I have to give it to that. Cause okay. Okay. David? Yeah, if you, you have the choice between dropping a bomb on a dam or dropping a bomb on a dinosaur, go with the yeah. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. I think D-Force takes it. In which case, uh, the Dam Busters is ranked directly above Sudden Strike Resource War, directly below D-Force. Uh, and we have finally come to our last game of the episode, our listener suggestion, Deadly Premonition. This is a 
Japanese action adventure game for the Xbox 360. Would it be more now, survival horror? It's got elements of survival horror to it, also. Um, it is. Uh, it plays very similarly to Resident Evil 4, but lacks a lot of the mechanical polish. Um, on a, a strict gameplay level, it's pretty horrible. Yes. But uh, what it what it lacks in polish, it makes up for in charm and ambition. Uh, it is heavily inspired by Twin Peaks. Uh, you de- play as what's the detective's name? Detective Francis York Morgan, right. an eccentric FBI agent who's been sent out uh, into the middle into a town in the middle of nowhere to solve the murder of a young woman. And it takes all sorts of insane twists and turns. Uh, Morgan has a an imaginary friend named Zach who he talks to constantly throughout the. Uh, game at the end, it turns out Zach was his like twin brother that died. No, but no, 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 no it was he no, it was imaginary. He is Zach. That's right. And then like he goes inside his own head, and when he emerges, he's got blonde hair now because yeah. he's become Zach. Also, a huge scar on his face that you didn't yeah, see like, for the, the entire previous game. Yeah, yeah if, calling him Detective Scarface. Right. If I remember right, York was like a personality he created to like, uh, shield himself from the trauma of, like, losing his dad. Yeah. His mom had, like, some kind of crazy flower grow out of her womb that killed her. Right. It, it's all very related to the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the game has, like, this ridiculous real-time component where, like, almost like Majora's Mask style, everyone has a schedule they adhere to. And it, it has very little bearing on the game overall. Yep. But it's there. It's it is a weird game more than anything. You have to else. make sure you're always like clean shaven and wearing clean suits. Yes, yeah, because if yeah. You yeah. Show up smelling. People don't react well. No, there's a uh, like m- eccentric millionaire who wears a gas mask and has yep. a, a butler that always pushes him around in his wheelchair that translates for him. And sometimes it sort of rhymes a little bit when he talks. Yep. Uh, it's. It's something to experience. Um, some people have said it's like the room of video games, and I actually think that's a little unfair. I think there's something to Deadly Premonition. I don't think, I think I've seen the room, so... Yeah, I, I haven't either, but it, it's the clips of it I have seen just seem more abjectly bad and like worthy of mocking. Mm-hmm. I feel like Deadly Premonition, given a bigger budget, could have been a legitimately really great game. And uh, the the... the Ideas that shine through in it kind of make it stand out in spite of its didn't, poor quality. Did didn't the re-releases actually improve the controls considerably? I I believe they did. I haven't really looked into them at all. No, I haven't played I've this game since it came out. So I have never played this game. I've only watched Let's Plays of it. I have. I actually stopped playing it. I was playing it with two of my friends, and I eventually relinquished any control because. Uh-huh was just enough like Resident Evil 4 that you expect it to work like it. Right, right. But all of the controls are worse. Yeah. By a magnitude. So All the all these zombies that fight you cuz there are zombies by the way. We forgot uh, to mention they're, they're that. More demons, I think. Uh, also they might not exist. <laughs> um no, they they do exist. But like no one sees them other than York. Right, but um, like they only ever appear when he's alone. Uh, that's not true. Uh, Is it the, not? What, what, am I, what part am I forgetting about? Uh, the the prison 
slash police station gets attacked, and the lady police officer also shoots one of them in a cutscene. Oh, okay, okay. Mostly I remember it's like, hey, I need to investigate this crime scene alone, and then he goes in, and there's zombies everywhere. Right, there was definitely a level there where, like, someone... The game was originally not supposed to have combat in it. It was right. mostly avoiding and detective work. Yes. But they wanted more combat, so we just kind of, like, shunted the combat in between. Right, which, I, honestly, I think kind of worked, because to me, again, I, I, I was under... I forgot that someone else ever saw them. I was thinking that it's like some like you're in his head in some weird way, and you're working through his own personal shit while you're solving this crime. Yeah, that's kind uh, of what it's like. Yeah, up until a point where like the right, tree then, salesman turns into yes. a gross monster, and it turns out he's the reason all this is yeah. happening. He's like the devil. <laughs> yeah. Uh man, that's a weird game. KC is code for the devil, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, uh, what's his name, Case, Kasig, or something like that? Kason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he also pours cream into his coffee and looks at the way it swirls into the coffee and, like, uses that as a form of predicting the future. Not any more crazy than tea leaves, let's, let's be fair. Sure, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> the opening cutscene of the game, he is, uh, driving his car typing on a computer and talking on a cell phone to yes. somebody about the subtext of Tom and Jerry all at the same time. Yeah, and it's... he crashes his car outside of town and has to walk. What's surprising is it wasn't the fact that he was doing all of that at once. It was someone no. jumped in front of his car. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is a, a weird and delightful game. That Watching I it as a let's forever. play is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, because probably. actually playing it was kind of miserable. I could definitely see that. Yeah, there's a reason that I have only let's played it. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get down to the placing here. Uh, Dinah, how does it compare to Pulsar 1997? This is a scrolling, a horizontal scrolling shooter for. Well, I think it might be for the Turbo Graphics. Where's this um, on the list? Uh, this is number 52. Oh, why are we starting yeah. up there? I thought. Oh, uh, you start at the halfway point. Oh, is that halfway between 109? Uh, wow. That's, I keep forgetting that I'm not in the last episode. Gosh golly, we need to look at game number 55, which makes a lot more sense because it's Z-Wolf. <laughs> oh, well. I'm going to uh, say Deadly Premonition as a story sells it pretty far. Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's better than Z-Wolf. Because even if Z-Wolf is well-playing... The story yeah. alone is worth experiencing for Deadly right. Premonition. Definitely. Also, I left out the part where, for some reason, in a bunch of scenes, the music is mixed way too loud. Yes. And it's like, there is an options thing to turn down the music, which means to me that it was a deliberate choice to mix the music that loudly. Also, the music is really subdued. And it's like, you're standing in like a blood bloodbath, just rubbing your chin as like this whistle music's going on. The music yeah. doesn't fit, and that kind of makes it better. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, so you're voting for Deadly Premonition, I take it? Yeah. Okay. David, how about you? Hey, Zach, do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like every time you're driving the car around, you can talk to your imaginary friend Zach about different movies that you like. Can also only just, speed with yeah. the, uh, the sirens on, which drains yes. your stamina or your sanity or whatever. You have like a pulse meter, and you yeah. can't let it get too high, or you have like a heart attack. I guess. I think it's a panic attack. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, yeah, because and, as a cop, obviously you get panic attacks from having the siren on. <laughs> yeah, no, he's an FBI agent, so... Oh, yeah. sorry. There, there must be a solid, like, two to three hours of this guy monologuing about B-movies. Yep. Uh, it's right, better I'm, than Z-Wolf. Yeah, I'm also going to put it above Z-Wolf. Um, so, up it goes to number 28. Uh... David, how does it compare to the Bionic Commando remake? I feel like better is such a loaded word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Dinah, I, I think you hated Bionic Commando, so I have a feeling I know which way this is going. Well, even trying to compare it fairly, the crazy shit of Deadly Premonition compared to Bionic yeah. Commandos is one crazier and two right. better done. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Bionic Commando has one crazy moment. Deadly Premonition is wall-to-wall crazy moments. Yeah. So, even if it doesn't yeah. play quite as well as Bionic Commando, gameplay yeah. isn't really why you're coming to Bionic Commando. It's right. you see crazy arms and, hey, look, I remember Bionic Commando. Yeah. Alright, uh, in that case it moves up. Uh, how does it compare to Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. That's... Yeah, it gets weird. You know what? I'm going to say better. Yeah, okay. Okay. David? Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really compare gameplay, not least because, I don't know, has anyone here played the, the Star Wars game? No. Uh, I have not. No, so... Um, it looks like it plays all right. Yeah, but the sheer amount of crazy in... Deadly Premonition deserves more, so I'm going to go with better. Yeah, I'm also going to go with better. In which case, oh boy, oh boy. David, how do you think Deadly Premonition compares to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? A uh, first-person shooter that had an incredibly successful like single-player campaign with a bunch of cool bits like you get nuked and then you like barely survive and then you succumb to radiation poisoning and that's cool and it's got like this crazy awesome multiplayer mode that is sort of redefined how every game since it came out handles their multiplayer modes it's a huge like watershed moment in video games call of duty 4 is a game where i saw the first 15 minutes on Uh a let's play and then i went Okay, I have to stop here. I have to experience this for myself, and I went out and bought it that day. Okay, okay. Uh, and it, I, it's a, a a seminal game in in video games. Absolutely. Basically. Absolutely. <sighs> but on the other hand, deadly premonition is pretty weird. It has have this backwards one. walking yeah. women who jam their arms down your throat. Yeah. Yep. It sure does. and But, like, if you hold your breath, they can't find you, which is such, like, a beautiful dream logic kind of thing, and I love it so much. Well, they're, they're blind. They don't have eyes, I believe. 
Oh, right, no, it makes sense, but, like, to me, like, I'm pretty sure I had nightmares as a kid where there was some monster, but if you held your breath, it couldn't see you. Yeah. So, like, when they said that, I'm like, of course, yes. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm not gonna disagree if anyone puts Death of Premonition over Call of Duty 4, but I can't okay. be the one to do it. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, these are both... These two games excel in such different yeah. departments that... Comparing them is a weird, hard thing to do. Uh, but, Dinah, how do you compare them? I Call of Duty 4 is a really important game. It was actually yeah. pretty good. It's, it's yeah, one of definitely. the few CODs I've actually played to any sure. real attempt. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to have to put Deadly Premonition under it. I think it's a good game, okay. but it is not Call of Duty 4. Good. Yeah, um, to me, these two are kind of neck and neck, and if you if I really had to sit here and pick one, I could, but you two voted for Call of Duty, so I don't have to. <laughs> you can blame us. <laughs> I get to wash my hands of the matter. Uh, in which case, Dinah, how does it compare to Wiz and Liz, a Sega Genesis 2D platformer that is like weird and trippy in kind of similar ways, actually? You're having to collect these uh, bunny rabbits that look stoned out of their mind, and the moon has a face, and it's, like, either disappointed or angry at you at all times, and there's weird, like, tree monsters and a grim reaper that shows up, and, like, there's some sort of crafting component, and if you mix the potion wrong, it says that it kills you, and, like, you get the game over screen, but it goes, just kidding, and you're fine. I have it's actually played this game. Oh, you have? Yeah. Excellent. Does okay. it actually play well? No. Oh, really? Okay. We thought it looked like it might, but if it doesn't, that's a shame. It it, it plays like a competent platformer of the era. Okay, okay. Well, that means it plays fairly well. I mean, it's not Super Mario good, but... Right, If you right. had to compare it to the Great Gianna Sisters, how would you do that? I would... Hmm... Um... I'm assuming you've played the Great Gianna system. Yeah. Hasn't everyone? No. I, I don't even know what it is, so... You'll find out soon. Don't Yeah, worry. I mean, I'll have to rank it one of these days. It's... Uh, it, it's slower. It's not... It's not as good. Okay. Here on the Let's Plays Against Gianna Sisters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's... That should be, like... Actually, you get no, it's more not... people from the UK and just do like, how does this compare to the Great Gianna Sisters? Okay. Actually, it's not slower. I I misremembered. It's actually like really fast, but I remember it being kind of fidgety. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, you you I remember collecting all these weird rabbits and yeah, man, this is bringing me back. <laughs> I'm assuming that the guy is Wiz, short yes. for wizard. Yes. Which means the woman is lizard? Yeah. See, you would think, but I, oh, is she a lizard? No, she's <laughs> not. They're both like, I think they're yeah. dwarves? Yeah, they're dwarves, if I remember right. No, I'm, I'm mad every time I look at that game and the woman is not a lizard. Because that would work so well. I mean, she's probably like Elizabeth, but like, because well, she hangs right. out with wizard, she's clearly the frantic wapid yeah. rescue. Yes. Yeah. That. Okay. So, given all that, how does it compare to Deadly Premonition? This is this is hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> For a moment, I thought the game, the, the Wikipedia page said you get a, a mini gun, but it's actually you, you play mini games. Ah, yes, that is a different thing from a mini gun. 
I've, Wizard with a minigun is... That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not the game we're looking at. No, dwarves? If, and I need something to tell me if they're nor- gnomes or dwarves. This matters. Oh, because dwarves aren't supposed to be magical? No, it- because I hate gnomes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if this is gnomes saving rabbits, I'm out. Because dwarves saving rabbits of- has a sinister purpose. Whereas gnomes doing it, it's just fucking things dwarves. I, I can't actually say if they're gnomes, but I can say they're not dwarves. Then uh, okay. Deadly Premonition wins. Okay, okay. Uh, David, what do you think? Uh, nostalgia has to take this one for me. It, okay. it has to be wisdomless. Boy. Um, I think I gotta give it to Deadly Premonition. It's just too... It's too much. Like, Wizenliz has some stuff in it, but Deadly Premonition is just... Wait, hold on. I'm looking at a... <laughs> so, apparently, like Donkey Kong Country, you have to collect the letters of a word to get some kind of bonus. But mm. instead of Kong, you're collecting words to spell the word snarf. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that one of the Thundercats? Uh, that was like their little animal companion. It was like a dragon cat. Yeah. They talk like this! <laughs> boy, oh boy. Uh, I thought that was the sound Pinky made from Pinky and the Brain. Snarf! Oh, yeah, yeah. Snarf! Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no S. No yeah. S. Uh, boy. These are both amazingly weird games. But, uh... I think Deadly Premonition still takes it. Just Wait. by nose. Wait, I just found, like, a sprite cheat. And it looks uh-huh. like they have, like, a sonic spin attack. Yeah, they do. Do they? No. Right. Yeah. That is... That is something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I gotta give it to Deadly Premonition, but Wiz and Liz is a worthy competitor to that game. In which case, oh boy, <laughs> I'm excited about this one. Uh... David, how does Deadly Premonition compare to Chess System Tall 2? <laughs> this is a chess game, a single-player chess game, where the AI is modeled after famed chess grandmaster Mikhail Tall, a uh, Latvian man who didn't understand the concept of boiling water, but was a savant <laughs> at chess. Can you talk to him about bad movies? Uh, you cannot. But Deadly he only Premonition has three wins. fingers on one hand. He was born that way. Mm, uh, yeah, that's not enough. No, Deadly Premonition takes He it. had a morphine addiction. Oh, Something funny there... about a morphine addiction. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Francis York Morgan had an addiction to something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Maybe just coffee. Yeah, he was a smoker. He was drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, I I am reading this uh, quote from his first wife, Sally Landau. Misha was so ill-equipped for living. When he traveled to a tournament, he couldn't even pack his own suitcase. He didn't even know how to turn on the gas for cooking. If I had a headache and there happened to be no one home but him, he would fall into a panic. How do I make a hot water bottle? And when I got behind the wheel of a car, he would look at me as though I were a visitor from another planet. Of course, if he had made some effort, he could have learned all this, but it was all boring to him. He just didn't need to. A lot of people have said that if Tall had looked after his health, if he hadn't led such a dissolute life, and so forth, 
But with people like Tall, the idea of if only is just absurd. He wouldn't have been Tall then. So this is a man that, like, just emptied everything out of his head other than chess. But, like, can you talk? Like, do they have, like, some kind of dialogue <laughs> system? Or is it just, like, they've no, watched no, no, all no, of no. his chess games? Yeah. And so yeah, they... Yeah, but, yeah, that's boring. <laughs> is there at least right. a video of him looking at the computer and screaming, What is that? What is that? <laughs> or is this, like, a, I... like, a JPEG of him just, like, looking <laughs> bored at you? Kinda, yeah. Hold on, let me let me take a look. I think here. there actually is, yeah. Yeah, here's the here's his portrait on Wikipedia where he's smoking and giving you a raised eyebrow. Right, but is that in the game? Oh, I see. Not that I know of. But so it's I just like a normal chess game, but it's based on all his games. Yes, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a game based idea. on a crazy person, or it's a game starring a crazy person. I think the one. Starring the crazy person wins. Yeah. yeah oh my god. If this is what this game looks like. What? This cannot be the right game. There's like teddy bears as the pawns, and that is surely not the right chess game. What is All this? Alright, that is just a real contest. This is, uh... <laughs> wait, hold on. What is... Okay, wait. Okay, this is not chess... That, that's not the right game. But I'm looking... This is not chess system tall... Two, but this is the original chess system tall, which, uh, for the people at home, in the top right has a chessboard, has a, a list of legal moves you can make in the middle, uh, your game clock's in the top left, and, uh, in the dead center at the above, something that says inner eye and what looks like a, uh, Mikhail Tall's face carved out of wood staring at you. So this is, this is more what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Now, if it animated, now we're having something. Right. Right. Why is it called Inner Eye? <laughs> I think that's probably, like, the help. Yeah, I, I assume so. Or boy, it's oh making boy. you, like, it's showing what, what Mikhail's thinking. Yeah, that's a weird one. Like, it's like the Doom guy face, where he's, like, sh- shifty eye right. and blood totally. oozing out of his nose because he just took ten damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, are you sticking with uh, your gut with Deadly Premonition here? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, David, you too? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I can go with you on that. I love Chess System Tall, too. It might be my favorite chess game ever. But, uh, yeah, I, I can go with you. In that case, we just have one last game to rank. Uh, David, how does this game compare to Picross 3D, the uh, DS puzzle game where you have like a cube made up of blocks with numbers on them, and that gives you like logical clues and how to chip away at it. And like at the end, you have a like model of something like a cute frog or that sort of thing. It's a very clever, fun, pleasant little puzzle game. Oh, oh, good lord! Yeah. It's 3D Minesweeper. Um, sort of. But it's also like of. picture reveal, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever played, like, Picross, it's it's like that, but in 3D. Huh. Oh, good lord. What? How do you compare these two? Oh, yeah, it's a tricky one. They... 
What I will say is, you know what? I think one way you could definitely improve Picross 3D is putting that whistle music from Deadly Premonition <laughs> into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they should probably <laughs> have switched soundtracks entirely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Picross 3D sounds like something Francis York Morgan would tell Zack about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <sighs> but what does that mean? <laughs> Well, it means that the Red Seeds killer is, um... <laughs> He's inside of these cubes! And we must get him out. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Oh, I'm... You know what? I'd probably have more fun playing Picross 3D. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Dinah? I'm just going to put this out there. During my search for this, I have found a papercraft thing for the Doge meme. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. So. Okay. What, I, what does that mean for you? <laughs> I'm probably going to print this out as soon as we're done here. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and then make a paper Doge. Um, that's... I'm thinking lasting appeal is probably what differentiates these games. Like, one mm-hmm. is probably... I've never actually played any of the Picross games. Yeah. But it, to have so many, it's probably fairly compelling. Like, Sure, like, definitely. Um, oh, what's, the, what's the one with the numbers that you put in the box? Uh, oh, Sudoku. Yeah, it's probably something like that, where you just like open it up and you can play it. And you're at the doctor's office or something. Yeah, it's, it's similar to that. Um, yeah. Whereas this, yeah. with Deadly Premonition, you have to dedicate time. You have to be willing to right. put up with terrible controls. But you definitely. also get it's... rewarded with the batshit insane Right. Story. Picross 3D is definitely the more accessible game. Yeah. But, you know, accessibility doesn't mean it's better. No, not at all. But it, 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 that is one metric on which it wins. Yeah. Um... In Picross 3D, no one dies from having a tree grow out of their stomach, and I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. <laughs> well, the puzzle could be someone with a tree coming out of their stomach. That's very true. Uh, you so can you have that in there. Yeah, you. There are user-created puzzles, and back when uh, the Nintendo DS had online, you could download other people's puzzles. So someone could absolutely make someone dying because a tree grew out of their genitals. It starts as a person, and then you have to chip away at the person until you get to the tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm, there's something wrong with this person. Yeah. Oh, there's a tree. Oh. Oh, no. Um, I don't know, I'm going with Deadly Premonition over it. Cause it's, okay. It, it seems like... Yeah. The, I, don't, I think it's better. Okay. And David, remind me, I forget which way you voted. I voted Picross. Okay. Uh... Also, I wanted to make you have to choose. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah, like like you both said, these are these are this is the definition of apples and oranges. But this is a show all about comparing apples to oranges. Oranges deciding... are better. Ah, oh, see, no apples are well. Hmm. Or uh, apples are more versatile been... than okay. oranges. Has the orange been peeled for me, or do I have to deal with that? Hmm. If we're talking like orange slices versus apple slices, I'm with you. 
But no, if no, you no. Just give it, me it's a, a complete orange... apple versus a complete orange. Okay, apple all the way. I do not have time to deal with orange skin. See, I always get apple skin stuck in my teeth, and then that hurts after a little bit. Yeah, that's true, too. Gosh. Boy. Okay, yeah, what if they're I... both peels? <laughs> let's, let's table that discussion and go back to Picross 3D versus Deadly Premonition. Uh, so, yeah, one game is just designed to be an interesting puzzle. It's sort of a twist on a very well-liked sort of logic puzzle that does its own thing and has sort of very cute, uh, clean, nice visuals to it. It is a relaxing, mentally rewarding experience. The other one is a game severely hampered by budgetary issues and uh, did not at all quite hit the mark it needed to. But it is full of heart. It is full of so much dang heart. Um, I think in general, one of the, the guiding principles that has emerged on this show is that Ambition is something worthy of respect. And in that regard, I think Deadly Premonition has has it over on Picross 3D. And uh, I, I, I think I gotta give it to it. But, um, Fair they, they enough. Are, they're yeah. both excellent games. They, they are both in the top ten, and they both deserve to be in the top ten. At least, uh, you know, with this list of games. Yeah, so far. So we yeah. did just knock Conduit 2 out of the top ten. We did just knock Conduit 2 out of the top ten. That was happening either way. Um, but, you know... That was the one that ends in, like, Lincoln Force or whatever, right? Oh, yeah, presents. that's the one that... That's the one that ends with Tiamat, the five-headed god dragon, hurtling towards Earth from outer space, and George Washington and Abraham Lincoln in power armor appear out of a time portal to help you fight it off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, we are done. We have now 110 games ranked, so real quick, we have affected both the bottom and top ten, so let's take a look at what they are now. At number 110, Custer's Revenge. At 109, Vitamin X, We Are Super Supplement Boys. At number 108, Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party. At number 107, Sonic Shuffle. Number 106, Las Vegas Tycoon. Number 105, Guitar Hero Van Halen. That's a little surprising. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's not a great game. I was surprised that my other two guests rated it so lowly. But I mean, what are you going to do? It's Guitar Did it end down there? Yeah, yeah but, but it's it's Activision-era Guitar Hero, and also it's a Van Halen Guitar Hero game with about 40% of its track list dedicated to Van Halen. What was the other 60%? Uh, just a random smattering of songs. Weezer's in there. Yeah, okay. When I think of Van Halen, I think, you know what I really want to listen to instead is Weezer. Right, right. So I, was I really thinking... wanted to destroy his sweater. Did it yeah. end up down there for the same reason that Las Vegas Tycoon did? Because somehow it's T-rated even though it's Van Halen? No, no, I think it landed there for a similar reason in that, you know, it had one job to do, and it screwed it up. Okay, is it all Guitar right. Hero 3 Guitar Hero, or the one where they started all of the instruments? Uh, it's Guitar Hero 3 Guitar Hero. Okay, so then you can't do, like, the drumming, and I remember no. that being a big part. No, not that I know of. Alright, yeah, okay. That, that's still, that is below Robotron, is a bit surprising. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I voted uh, Guitar Hero up pretty hard after a point but i was outvoted at every turn uh anyhow at 104 we've got online tennis manager at 103 desert speed trap starring roadrunner and wily e. coyote number 102 wild wheels and number 101 quicks the fuck is meanwhile that? uh that is um simon 
on oh, okay. the PC. I thought yeah. it was breakfast cereal. No, no, that's <laughs> tricks. It is. Oh. It's for kids. No, I thought it was like chocolate milk mix. Uh, that's quick. That's nice oh, quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can also uh, see why kids love the taste of cinnamon toast crunch. So it's keep yeah. Keep asking me cereal questions. I got this covered. I mean, I always love that because yeah, they love it because it's covered in sugar. <laughs> no, it's the cinnamon swirls. <laughs> That's what fucking kids love. It's swirls, it's cinnamon, it's on graham cracker. Yeah, no, they love it because it's basically candy. Yeah, <laughs> but then adults are telling them it's healthy for them, so it's the best right. thing ever. Right, it's part of a complete balanced breakfast. Oh, you have to also eat this orange, this apple, this orange juice, milk, a banana, yeah. and some toast. And Actually, t- like you only 17 have to... bran muffins just so I shit it right back out. <laughs> Actually, you only have to eat one of either the uh, orange or the apple, but you have to pick. (laughs) (laughs) And the loser dies. Ah. Meanwhile, our top ten. At number ten, we have Chess System Tall 2. Number nine, Picross 3D. Number eight, Deadly Premonition. Number seven, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Number six, Iron Lord. Number five, Westron Omega, The Amulet of Vega. Number four, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. You really don't like that, do you? I don't think it belongs up that high, but, and yet, it's there. If it was Uncharted 2, I would be... Maybe, yeah, Uncharted 2 would be a maybe. Uncharted 1, no. No. It'll get That's a solid number seven. Yeah. I would probably rate it above Deadly Premonition, but not by much. Mm, Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, number three, The Eye of the Dragon... Which, that might actually be a game you might be interested in, Dinah. That is a strategy RPG where you play as a dragon and fuck shit up. I was looking at that, but all the reviews were super negative, so... Oh, they're super negative. They're super negative. <laughs> a cut of press that made it number three. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like we said, sometimes if a game's got a strong enough premise, it kind of yeah, negates no. how good it actually fuck, is. Fuck, like... Hold on, there's the no eye in dragon. Yeah. Uh, number two, Queen the Eye. And number one, best game of all time, to our knowledge, Ray Tracers. Uh, anyhow, uh, Dinah, is there anything that you want people to know about? Any Anything you want to plug? Any Kickstarter you need kickstarted? No. Any GoFundMe to GoFund? Not yet. We're working okay. on that. Alright. David, what about you? Uh, nothing unless you know Danish. Uh, I mean, someone out there might. Yeah, but I doubt it. Actually, <laughs> like the pastry or like the language? Um, Plenty people probably speak it, but uh, no. No, wait a second. Uh, our former guest, Lau, is also Danish. I know. I I, I actually, that's why I stopped. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you are just going to swear a bunch of Danish, weren't you? <sighs> um, better, yeah. better me being weirdly like saying things that... We're technically probably racist against Danish people because, like, that's yeah, no. Anyway, let's just move on. What? Move on from the racism. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they, I, you know, let's just. We don't have to. I mean, that's... <laughs> I don't Any... really want to participate in that. <laughs> Anyhow, let's. let's I'm nothing. Now, who's not the Irish? Then we could talk. But <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. That's a nationality that you can make fun of, right? No, I don't know. No, that's... <laughs> I'm not no. up to my usual knowledge right. of European yeah. racism. 
The problem right. with the Danes is that everyone is either going, oh, right, the Dutch, or it's all about, you know, Swedes and Ikea and the Swedish right. chef. Yeah. But you're not Swedish, you're Danish. Yeah. It's weird how that works. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyhow, as for me, uh, well, no, first of all, before I launch into the sign-off, uh, please rate this show on iTunes, write a review, rate us highly, rank us against your favorite podcast. Tell your scientifically. friends. Rank us scientifically against all the podcasts you listen to. Starting yeah, at please. the middle and then working yes. your way up and down. Yep, and write a review that explains it. Uh, <laughs> I'll read it. I might even read it on the show if it's funny. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, as for me, you can follow my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can follow my normal Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. You can follow me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. And you can follow my other Twitter account at OnlineErotica underscore TXT, where I post real quotes and excerpts from erotic stories from around the internet. Let's read one now. The sun was beginning to set, and the forest surrounding my house was alive with the sounds of bugs and frogs looking to fuck. That's gonna do it this time. See you next time on Let's Place. I definitely don't want anything plugged on this podcast. <laughs> I gotta think of something you could plug. <laughs> All right.